I do love that the real true genius of the podcast maybe is like it's it's this like 20 year project and it's got like 20 years no, it's of like a, it's like a 60 year project yeah. well i guess it maybe gets, it gets like better and better as 40 the year project i yeah i but just had a thought right are now of like i hate that you're older than me because that means that you'll die first yeah, i'll be 90 like, and you'll no, be no i need to die first gotta get a new podcast partner no keep the dream alive. no <laughs> no <laughs> Hey, everybody, welcome to No Small Thing, the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less certain and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Mace. Welcome to episode 160. Uh, we've been doing this podcast for a while now. I guess we're in in our third year, in the yeah. middle of no, our No, now third we're year. like not even new. Yeah, we're not new anymore. We're stale. We're old news. We are. Welcome. And. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know i always say side note like i think it's a weird move anywhere and i told you about somebody that did this recently uh and i don't do this and if i ever do correct me (laughs) or point it out but like i i don't like the energy of like excuse me i'm talking Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. if somebody cuts me off i'm like okay they cut me off i'm like i'm not gonna gonna make a scene here or something Excuse me, I'm talking feels like Karen vibes. Excuse me, I'm talking is interesting, except for if you're saying something. I mean, I don't think I ever would say, excuse me, I'm talking, but I might think it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something that I think is, I'm being honest. If I get cut off, it's almost entertaining. I'm like, oh, that person just cut me off. Like I am the, the gall, the, this person. <laughs> right. I imagine, to be honest, being socialized as a female, I get cut off a lot more than you probably do. Mm. So there's probably a little bit of a difference there of being cut off. That's true. That's true. Just a factor. <laughs> <laughs> Mason and I were talking a lot before the podcast tonight. Oh, we were. <laughs> there, there's an element, too, of like... Uh, I mean, how could we ever even before guys, we're going to talk about transference in a second, but we are before we could, <laughs> Will we ever talk how about would we ever know it's, let's just say, I guess it's generally true and accepted. I would accept the idea that women are cut off more than men. Yes. So we don't need to argue that point. Right. Um, I don't know how valuable it is for this conversation to say like, and having said that generally, oh, so you're saying like, Maybe it is, is it's amassed a, a higher accumulation of offenses. Yeah, like if yeah. you don't get cut off, you're saying, oh, the gall to cut me off. I'm like, well, people have, a lot of people have the gall to cut me off. Yeah. So I don't feel that sense of, oh, the gall. I've been like, oh, yeah, I get cut off. Okay, go ahead. Oh, no, yeah, but that's how I, I am too. Pleasing. That's how I am too. Right, but yeah, that's interesting. I mean, gall, I, maybe, maybe I need to clarify what I meant by that. <laughs> Not yeah. like, how dare this person cut me off. I'm like, Wow, this person is a cutter offer. Interesting. <laughs> Not like how dare they because I said something important. Right. No, I don't think, oh, this person's a cutter offer. I think I generally, I don't think I think this anymore, but I think I generally thought, oh, yeah, no, no I shouldn't say anything. Oh, I, I vacillate. I think that's me 50%. Yeah. And the other 50% is like, oh, this person just got me off. Like, how interesting. Not like, how dare they? It's like, it's just this idea of like, 
wow, they feel comfortable cutting someone off. And now I'm very curious about the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> um, you were going to say something. Yeah. You said, and, and we both said something at the same time that got you thinking about this. Oh crap. I already forget. And I'm way lost on that. Dang it. <laughs> um, welcome to this episode about cutting off. I'm just kidding. We could do an episode. on. Oh that, yes. No, make a mo- I made a bunch of notes in our, I saw that iPhone notes. Um, okay. Everybody welcome to this episode. This is going to be a podcast that is where, Oh, this guy has his hand raised. I remember what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say, and we used to do every five episodes Enneagram. Yes. And now we do every five episodes a psychological modality. Something psycho. What would you call it? I don't know. I don't know if this, this like, it's not really a modality, although I'm, I know that there's transference like based psychotherapy that people do. Psychological concepts. Anything. Yeah. Anything that's in the realm of awareness or like well-being or consciousness or any of that realm is what we're doing every five episodes. So welcome to this episode. We're talking about transference tonight, which is funny because in our world, it is like between Scott and I in this podcast, it has been this like looming topic that we've had on our minds for forever. And it does feel jinxed. And tonight it almost didn't happen. Like We've tried recording this episode multiple times, and here we are multiple hours later. It almost got derailed again. It it feels like something where people talk about, like, not the filming of Poltergeist. What's that movie where somebody gets possessed? I forget. Um, Gosh, what is it? Exorcist. Mm. Like, people will talk about on these, like, spooky movies that it's, like, cursed and all these weird things happen. No, trans- this episode feels cursed in a way. Yeah. So we're like, we have to do it. This episode's going to be shorter for us because it's already really late and I have work in the morning. Well, we'll see. We're going to try. And we're going to do it. Let's do it. Yes. We're going to do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what is transference? Okay, okay. Well, I have I have two what thoughts. Is transference, I have two you ask? thoughts because I'm like, well, we should explain transference, but I want to quickly say I think part of the reason why transference is hard to record is because I know I think about it a lot and I start studying it and I think about this idea of container and transferences and I think subconsciously I allow more transferences to happen on these nights. And so I think that gets in the way. I think that that makes it money. I'm nodding my head. And that's my thought. What is transference? How would you describe it? Okay, I'm everybody. We're lay people. We are lay people, and that's hopefully the charm of the podcast. <laughs> because uh, I don't know, like when we're trying to research for these things, strangely, I'm not looking for like a podcast like ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're you looking know, for like hello, welcome to my psychoanalysis now <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's really funny. Like I remember watching this guy I met somewhere <laughs> on a trip. <laughs> I don't want to go into detail about it. But like I, I he he worked for a fairly successful business. Mm-hmm. And so I noticed that he had sort of like a quasi TED talk type presentation. And I was like, oh let me watch this. Let's see what it's all about. And he's he's successful and he's presenting to a bunch of successful business people. At least that's my perception. Talk about transference. We're already in it. Seriously. I'm transferring all this successful business man <laughs> things on these people. But it was very much like I read this book and I'm presenting on it. And he kept saying, it's not very many pages. It's really easy to read. It's short. It's, you can read it in a day, an afternoon, on a vacation, on the plane. You don't have, and I'm like, 
all these business people like can't read a full book. Like, is that the big selling point? It's easy to read. It's few words. It's small. I'm like, every, I would assume successful business folks could read big books. Maybe their thing is they read just little short books that have all the information they need. I know. And they're probably all about efficiency and stuff like that. But I guess maybe we're in sort of the spirit of that as like maybe the casualness of it makes a topic like transference a little bit more palatable. Yes. Whereas like, not like, Oh, we're high and mighty. Cause that's not at all. That's not at all. It's like somehow we have a strange interest for a two hour podcast episode. That's very dry. I mean, honestly, you're even worse than me in a way. Oh, a hundred percent. I can listen to the worst audio, the driest information. (laughs) You're like, listen to this and I'll turn it on and I'm like, gosh, they really want me to listen to this. This is, this is a slog. Like this person is not fluffing it up. They're just giving straight up information. <laughs> no, I'm here for it. <laughs> but then maybe we can say it in a way that's a little bit more palatable or playful or fun. And like maybe somebody that's not out here actually searching to listen to transference. No, I think so. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I, at this point, eight minutes in would keep listening to this podcast. Like, if I'm trying already. to figure out what transference is, right. I oh, promise yeah, we'll like, get into it. Everyone. Not, okay. Okay. So should I just say, <laughs> Oh, yes. I'm a lay person. Yes. Here comes the definition. <laughs> okay. So everybody transference, a psychological concept, a psychological phenomenon, something that happens truly a word that has been introduced into language to help describe phenomena. So yeah, something that happens. It's describing something that can't be measured at right. really at all. And it's saying that essentially you have experiences in your life. Maybe call them some sort of like original encounters. And then what you do, probably in childhood mostly, but not necessarily. What you do is you superimpose those experiences onto other people and experiences. Mm-hmm. So Talk about like your family of origin or your caregivers or early childhood memories and experiences. And what you do is you take those memories and you transfer them, Mm -hmm. transference, onto current context, current interactions, current Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And what your brain, your silly little brain, and I'm saying that in a sweet little pat the brain on the head, love the brain, hug the brain. Your silly little brain is saying, same thing's happening. Mm -hmm. So your dad yelled at you and called you stupid. And now this person is talking to you and saying, hey, I'm a little bit frustrated that you didn't return that email. And you're saying, this person's yelling me and calling me stupid. Like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. They just afraid, upset you didn't return that email. Um, and so you re- recreate these situations in your brain and you're not doing it consciously. You're not setting out to do it. But to a certain extent, transference describes something that is always happening. It's not like this isolated thing that, happens sometimes it's like we inevitably are always experiencing transference uh and then maybe at times it's worse than other times you know uh maybe sometimes it's more problematic yes you know most of the time it's probably just helping us survive in the world yeah yeah but uh oftentimes it's probably help prohibiting us or inhibiting us from being present to the actual situation yes Yes. Do you, what I would think, you add to that? I think that's a great definition. I think well, well, you give me a, a, a an A or a B or C, C I plus. Would, I would give you. I would. I would give you a, a B plus. Mm. It's high praise. Um, it's high praise. I hope I, you know you could feel comfortable giving me a lesser grade. Thank I'd you. I transfer some sort of <laughs> younger teacher onto that grade and and yeah. think that you're <laughs> judging me, but like I would deal with that. 
Um, no, I think that was good. I think uh, <laughs> what I would contribute to it is, and this is me thinking, I think I'm right on this in terms of who originated the term and where it shows up most heavily and the most common context that people talk about transference is. Mm-hmm. is Therapy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like it's Freud who initially, I think, gave language of transference when he was trying to describe what happens when clients come in and project onto the therapist things that they're experiencing. So side, I think side note, Mace is in grad school to be a therapist, everybody. If you're new to the podcast. Yeah. So it's like, that's just going to be here. It's a little nice little additional <laughs> bit of information. So from my understanding, I think it's Freud who first said it, but I could be wrong. But then it's, I think it is Freud. And at the time Freud, I think originally was saying that it's like, it's all just the past being brought forward. I think now folks have a more robust understanding of transference. It's saying, well, it's the past and the present. It's like, it's not like it's just, oh my gosh, I'm encountering you, Scott. And because you're like, I'm going to therefore transfer my mom onto you. It's like something you do presently also brings up the prior feeling or the prior dynamic relationship thing that I had. So Mm. it's like, it's kind of the both pieces are there. You You always make it a little bit more complicated. Always got to make it a little more complicated. But also are you saying something along the lines of, it could I, I could be transferring something that happened to me last week. It doesn't have to be childhood. I don't think it does. I don't I definitely don't think it does. I, I doubt that I my guess and my assumption is that your early holding environments or like childhood or early dynamics are going to play the largest factors. But I don't think that it's I, I, I don't think we ever stop having experiences that then get transferred out. Like I can think of a situation that happened like four, three years ago, two years ago that then another situation happened where I was like, Oh shit. Transference Mm -hmm. was very apparent there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I think, I think what, what I, the reason why I'm like bringing in this idea of the therapy space is because transference does happen in the real world. A hundred percent. I think a therapeutic relationship is potentially, it's almost like it is, how do I explain this? It's like the perfect setup for transference and to see what your transferences are. So it's like if you view the therapist, and it depends on the therapist modality, like certain therapists will lean into transference and others won't pay that much attention to it. But it is like you walk into this therapeutic space, there's kind of, a a container there and whatever you throw onto it really tells a lot about you and it happens in the real world, but there's something about the therapeutic space where it's kind of isolated. You have this time it's contained. The person walks in, there's all kinds of pieces as as well as the therapist saying, I will hold the transference. I will see that you're going to transfer onto me and I'm not going to, I'm going to show up as a whole person. And yet I'm also going to allow you to throw it onto me. So I think that then, subconsciously allows it to show up even more dominantly. Well, in the most extreme sense, a podcast you sent me, mm-hmm. this woman was talking about absorbing or taking on the transference and said she let her client spit on her face at the end of each session for a year. I don't, do you think she meant metaphorically, right? No. I don't 
You think no. so? Yes. Really? And then she said, you have to get paid for this. Right, right. I well, mean, it was a decision she made. It's not like every therapist, but like I think that was part of the process. I, that's so funny. I always assumed it was metaphorical, but no, I think that's... This person spit on my face? Yeah, like spitting on you with their words, you know, kind of just like spitting at you. Huh, interesting. But... It is. Oh, maybe it, there's some transference going on the way we interpret it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. It is kind of this thing of like, I'm fascinated by this in many reasons because yes, I am on the path to becoming a therapist, and I, I actually, I'm like, I value this. I think this is like the role the therapist plays is it's like what you have to work with, and I think this is an interesting thing of like, transference is. How do I say this? I don't know. I've lost my train of thoughts. Do you have, ah. any, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I have so to many me, thoughts. To give me more. I'm thinking like, I think it I think it really is good to describe how this plays out in therapy. And I want people to understand, first of all, I'm not a therapist. I go to therapy. I have a lot of therapist friends. But, um, and, you know, when I listen to Peter Rollins talk, he'll always say, in the therapeutic context. And I'm right. like, that's helpful for me. Yeah. Also, uh, it's entirely appropriate to think about how transference happens in your everyday life, irregardless of the therapeutic context. And so I, in the spirit of less certain, more curious, mm-hmm. which is what the podcast is. The reason we talk about these things is because it's another little element to get curious about in your daily life. Yes. If you're getting yes. tripped up, if there's, I, I'd say it this way, if there's a mysterious conflict that keeps coming up in different situations. Mm -hmm. It's mysterious. You're Mm -hmm. like, why does this keep happening? Or first start with slowing down and asking that question. Is there a conflict that's happening in your life? Maybe people just keep having the conflict and don't even question it. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, it's all these people's fault. Mm -hmm. Everybody in my life is judgmental. Mm -hmm. They're all judgmental. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, okay, hold hold on. Let's just slow down. This seems like a consistent theme. You think everybody's judgmental. Right. Okay, so just that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Get curious about that. Mm-hmm. Is everybody judgmental? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, this is like gaslighting the, the listeners. Like, no, hey, nobody's ever been judgmental. Maybe it's true that people are judgmental, but it, I don't know. It's this, it's the mystery. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced that in my life. Yeah. Like, this thing keeps happening. It wasn't just this person. It wasn't just this scenario. It's happened many times in lots of different scenarios. Right. So now I can say, what's happening? Right. So this gives you a tool to get curious. Transference is just like, is it transference? And you can kind of analyze the situation. Like, No, I don't think it's transference. But it's definitely something you can use. Right. So if you haven't heard about it before, and even if you have, take a second right now and <laughs> stop and think about it. Right. No, I think it's this thing where it's like, I think you're, I think if this is exactly right to say of like, I think we will teeter back and forth. And I think actually you and I will teeter back and forth where I am going to lean probably heavier on this idea of it in the therapeutic context. Maybe that's the future of the pod. What is like how we do that teeter, teeter, teeter <laughs> and totter. But I do think actually this is, this is something of, there are certain people who I think contain transferences or, or hold more transferences than other, but others potentially like, what has come up in actually multiple podcasts that I've listened to around transferences, transference is how pastors hold transference because they are, uh, there's this sense of someone who might be able to hold a transference is potentially like a safe, stable, strong, perceived presence. Mm -hmm. Then you can throw your transferences on. So subconsciously I think people might be more, 
transferences might be more afoot mm-hmm. amongst certain people who have the capacity to hold them, if that makes sense. It does make sense, and I guess a, 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 a maybe a thought I'd add to it is something, again, that was almost even coming up before this episode started is maybe therapists and pastors and people in those helping professions are a little bit more capable or equipped or interested in making space for the transference. Right. Like, again, somebody, somebody might just cut it off. Right. Um, and then others might just make a lot of space for it. I think part of making space for transference and now we're going beyond defining what transference is and what to do with transference but yeah. is <laughs> now we're just racing ahead to like therapists and pastors. I'm, right I've been now. a pastor and I've always wanted to be a pastor. I've been, been a pastor. Had it, that's all I've ever done. Uh, so I don't know what else to say. I'm not an auto mechanic. I'm a pastor. Um, you know, there, there's a posture that you take when pastoring someone of like non-defensiveness, I guess, Yeah. you know, like, or less yourself, less, yeah. less, you, you in the situation yeah. and more the person you're attending to. Right. Well, and I think it's fascinating because I, I, we are, we're going to just fly through all these different things. Cause I'm like, anyone, this is, this can, hmm. anyone can and is experiencing these things. So like you could be talking with a friend and this is where it's interesting because you can notice transference in yourself and you can wonder about transference in another person. Mm. So it's like, you're talking with a friend and they're having all these kinds of ways they're thinking about you and assumptions they're making about you. You could be like, oh, I'm not doing those things and see that as like, oh my gosh, they're totally wrong. They're totally misunderstanding me, which is true. And you could also wonder, oh, is this how they relate to a certain kind of person in their life? Mm -hmm. And how am I showing up like that person in their life? And Mm -hmm. is that happening here? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, between you and I, there's a lot of transferences. There's a lot of different dynamics and times where. So, so would you say the more close the relationship is, the more transference might be happening? I think so. Yeah. I definitely think so. I think either close and or representative. Hmm. Like I, th- I imagine, and I've had this theory because I had to take a class in the Bible recently and I was the Bible the Bible I was rereading it and thinking about transference and I'm like are we just always transferring onto God like yeah there's a God transference yeah. like the way like you look at something like the Psalms or you look at these texts and it's like the way people are talking about God is just like them projecting some piece of themselves onto a figure, no. which is essentially what transference is. It's like taking something that has in many ways, maybe undealt with is maybe not the right word, but like, uh, didn't have a chance to develop. And this is where someone, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying, it's like, why do you find yourself in the same kinds of relationships? Like, why is it that someone might come in or someone might be like, I always find myself in this kind of relationship. It's like, well, you have something that you need to have worked out that you're hoping can get met in this other person and hoping that it can be seen and those pieces start to arise. And I think that that happens with like our God images. And I think that's why pastors also are one of these figures that like contain things. I also wonder about how public figures or like, kind of people who are like spokespeople, I imagine transferences onto them are very strong 
because they are like they they kind of are held up. So it's like then we project onto. Yes. No, oh, everything you're saying. It doesn't even need to be a wonder, although I like speaking in the language of wonder, <laughs> but like no, it's literally I mean the the higher you get, it is all these things start to meld together and it's like I do think it's great. And that may be an episode someday of like talking about God and these things like God and object relations, God and attachment theory, yeah. God and projection, yeah. God yeah. and transference. Oh my gosh, that would be really funny. That, thing, that is absolutely happening. Yeah. And we need to be able to have that conversation. Right. You know, because in, in the realm we inhabit now of like this almost like Christian adjacent world where it's like so many people are calling us Christian anarchists or like people getting in the DMs of the Beloved Eyes account be like, you're not Christian, you're not Christian. And, and then also this fear and you know, every there's different things going on for every single person. But the idea that we can't have that conversation is what's troubling. It's like, it's just, it's just automatically true that you think God is this evil, vindictive, angry person Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and not an image of your dad or your caregiver. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. I have people in my life who are like, Oh, you're just pathologizing intellectualism. Like, uh, like, I'm not having a good faith argument when I bring these things up. And it's like, that's what I want to say. It's like, it's just an idea to introduce. You don't have to like it. It's just like, I wonder if that's going on here. God might be mad and angry and evil and vindictive. Sure. I guess the Bible says that in some ways sometimes, but like also your commitment to that version of that God is very interesting. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, I think of myself in my own life and like my dad and I would read Psalm 23 before I went to bed every night, which mm. is like the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes like me lie down by green pastures. It's this like Psalm of like, I am a steady shepherd no presence. Exactly. Like in the midst of this, here I am your comforter. And that's interesting to me because that's, I, I, I'm like, I don't know how to describe this, but it's like, that psalm with my dad being read to me then created this like conflated transference of like God and my dad and wrapped up in each other and this image and it being read to me every night. So therefore that becomes the image and that becomes the, the, the way in which I understand and know. And it's like literally as I'm scared to go to sleep, my dad is reading this to me and comforting me and it's happening in real time. And so then that I I can't ever undo that that is a way my brain is organized and categorized and created images around God. Like that's, that's there. It's, it's present. Had my dad been reading that to me and also been mistreating me or making me feel unsafe, (laughs) things like that. Yeah. Like, that would then create a different wrapped up transference around my God images and around my dad images. Perfectly said. You know, it's like all these things kind of create the way in which you then it's, it's like you already have narratives in your head and then you're living in the world trying to make sense of the world and you go, well, I've got this narrative. So like if that can fit, then that's going to, I'm going to have that role in here and fit. And it's like, you don't even realize you're doing it. It's all kind of subconsciously happening, but the world is really confusing, significantly more confusing and chaotic than any of us want to admit. And so transference, I feel like, is almost like this this way of which we are 
having these narratives that make sense to us. It's like, it's, it's, oh, well, if I overlay this, it's like putting on a certain colored glasses. And it's like, oh, now I don't have to see all the colors and the complexity. I can at least see it's like, okay, it's all green. Cool. Oh, you know? oh yeah. You said that differently than I was thinking. Well, how were the, you thinking? The, the colored glasses is just like sort of a neutral way to flatten the reality. Maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I'm, I've never had these thoughts before. Transference can be, I thought you were kind of going in this realm of transference of like, you have reality. <laughs> this is a really weird way of thinking. You have reality in in your DNA. You have the, the capacity, but you're choosing to put on these glasses of seeing everything through the lens of your abusive father. Yeah, I don't even yeah. know if you're choosing. Oh no, not choosing. But it's, you are. It's not. It's not choosing. But yeah, you, you are doing that. Yeah. Without knowing it. Right. Exactly. Or your or your angry teacher or your. Right. It's like all of them. Sad, needy grandmother. You know, whatever. Uh, right. Well, and it's exactly, exactly, and it's like. The, these things aren't, they aren't like categorized. It's like, well, then you have a combined transference of a certain person or you have, you know, it's, it could be the way in which you participated with a school. So then organizations <laughs> then become the transference. Oh, it's just too much. There's just no way 45 minutes. I think it's an hour. Okay. Well, let's do an hour. We can do an hour. I can just tell like, it's just too good of a topic. Like yeah. I, I feel like it needs to be part two for sure. And maybe this is this is why this topic is jinxed is because we get too excited or something. It's too big of a topic. Yeah. It totally is. Yeah, because I guess one of the, the the energies of this podcast is that we're sort of learning in real time. So it's like maybe someday I I do love that I do love that the real true genius of the podcast maybe is like it's it's this like 20 year project and it's got like 20 years. No, of it's, like a, it's like a 60 year project. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it gets, maybe it gets like better and better as 40 the year project. <laughs> I, yeah, I but just have a thought right development. now of like, I hate that you're older than me. Cause that means that you'll die first. Yeah, I'll be 90 like, and you'll no, be No, I need to die first. Got to get a new podcast partner. No, to keep the dream alive. no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I guess, we study and we learn and then we also discover as we're having these conversations, which probably goes without saying, but um, yeah, it's if, if, if we can just, I think this is one of the lay person thoughts I want to convey to people and actual PhD therapist types can, can clarify this even more. But like one of my biggest kind of aha moments is this idea of like not trying to wonder when it's happening, it's mm-hmm. always happening. Mm-hmm. And then this idea of transference, everybody. Again, my my shorthand way is superimposing past experiences onto current experiences. And you assume this thing that happened is happening now, and it probably isn't. Yeah. So it seems okay. I'll say two things, and then I, of course, one here if you agree with this. Um, it seems that one of the best ways in your real life walking around the world, talking to people, interacting, having fun, living life, is when something flares up. Mm-hmm. All of mm-hmm. a sudden, it's a, it's a really interesting moment to pay attention to potential transference. Yes. And yes. to learn about yourself. Yes. You're like, oh, now it's so clear. Like, maybe all the time it's subtle. Mm-hmm. You're always walking around, and it's just too subtle to pay attention to, and, and it's not even that necessary. Like, I don't know, low-grade transference, but I'm having fun golfing with my friends. Right. I'm out here rollerblading on this trail. Right. I don't know why I'm choosing these <laughs> activities, but I don't rollerblade. Um, but all of a sudden, a flare-up. Mm-hmm. Big, dramatic event. And mm-hmm. now you can be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. what just happened? Why did I have that interaction? Okay, 
and also in a therapeutic context. Um, it seems, especially in psychoanalysis, that you develop a very particular type of relationship with an analyst. Mm-hmm. And everybody, some fancy word I have learned from Mace is that the person is the client is the Alzand. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what some people say. Yeah. It's for sure like a very Jungian. Yeah, they okay. for sure use that word. <laughs> okay, so you have the therapist and the client. We'll just use that. But, uh, <laughs> I like an Alzan. <laughs> analyst and an Alzan. And it's like essentially you're going to therapy like four times a week or something like that. If you, yeah, that w- that's yeah. a, that's a vibe. And you're, you're, you're trying to engage in a way where the, the filters are, are dissipating. And all of a sudden you're being very comfortable, heavy quotes, mm-hmm. not comfortable in the sense that you can just fake and be like, Oh, chill. But like, all of a sudden a truth self is coming out and, mm-hmm. and, and you're allowing yourself to feel certain feelings and the transference that might exist in your life is now emerging and being transferred onto your therapist. And the therapist and this is kind of what you're saying earlier is able to absorb it. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess and digest it and digest and then o- feed it back to you. Yeah. Over time. And that is, that is the art of therapy. I think yes, because it's not, it's not like it's, if you picture like, like magicians or like sorcerers in a cartoon. It's like, it's not like you, you push the transference on the therapist and they push it right back and be like, see, no, they let it evolve over time. And at some point they go, Hey, I've noticed something, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Uh, But, but they allow it for a while. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly like the role of the therapist is to, is to create the container where that's happening. And I think, and to be able to pay attention to that happening. I read this book that kind of just like was really helpful and even thinking of it, of like someone talking about just this idea of like, you have eight clients that come to you in a row and they all, exhausting. uh, they all (laughs) show up and it's like one comes in and is like, commenting on that the directions were hard and how dare you make these directions hard and all these things. And the therapist is just like, interesting. Mm -hmm. Curious you say that. The other one comes in and they say, well, you were a few minutes late and blah, 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 and is freaking out about that. Interesting. Like that's telling you a lot about some kind of transference there. The other one comes in and they they notice that the door has uh, something broken in it and they try and shut the door and they're apologizing that your door is broken. (laughs) And you're like, this is good. Okay. Now, mental note. Mental note. Like this person. And so it's like you kind of, uh, the, uh, that I feel like in itself just, just exposes these transferences of like, each person is assuming so much about you, the therapist, as this, like, I don't think a therapist is a blank slate, but there is kind of this sense of, like, a container, yeah. like, coming in and assuming a certain thing. So if I come in and I say, oh, this thing happened, and I'm very concerned that you're going to be mad at me mm-hmm. as a therapist, and I'm ready for you to be mad at me, that also tells you so much of, like, okay, what's going on in some kind of, relationship where you're always assuming that someone's going to be mad at you Mm -hmm. when you say this, you know, as this emerges. And then you, you kind of, I feel like as a client, you just give so much information for someone to read without even realizing, without even realizing it. You come in and you just make, 
all kinds of fucking assumptions about <laughs> the way your therapist is going to respond, what kinds of ways you need to show up, like <laughs> those kinds of things and what's going to win them over or what's not, how you're doing They're just it. watching it. Exactly. And they're just like, I, I just, this is half of like, I'm like, this is why being a therapist part of it does <laughs> seem so interesting and fun is like, everyone's just got a whole transference soup they're working with. And mm -hmm. it's like the therapist's role to try and understand that person's inner world and understand who are the players, who is your, what is your early environment that is making you think this and to help them to see, well, I'm a whole person. I can help contain this transference. I can see it and I can then respond differently or I can respond to what the need is as opposed to where it makes sense that in everyday life, people can't contain your transferences. People right. can't say, right. oh, you're concerned that I'm mad at you. I'm curious why you're concerned I'm mad at you. Like, in right. real life, you're like, why are you mad at me? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it becomes this I don't want to fix my door. Because then that person's throwing their transferences yeah. onto you and isn't thinking consciously that that's happening. I mean, a therapist is having transferences towards their clients as well. Counter-transference. counter, counter it's a thing. <laughs> you have to watch it. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I I could ramble about that. But to me, that's just like, <laughs> it's so fascinating. Yeah, you I know? guess I'd say, too, like one of the things I think I've learned is that your unconscious, unconscious? Unconscious. Unconscious. Yeah, unconscious. Is not something that you can take your conscious self mm -hmm. and shine a light on the unconscious. Like, nope. You, nope. That's why you need therapy or like this mantra or this idea of like, it takes two to see one mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of like inviting other people in. So like there, there is a potential for somebody to be listening to an episode like this. And this could feed a God complex of sorts of like, now I have ultimate discernment of when transference is happening. It's like, you don't really, no, you can you can definitely be curious about it, right? And invite somebody else into it, right? But you'll it, never it, understand it. Yeah. You'll never know someone's full like, oh, it's it, it's not like oh, that's a dad transference mm -hmm. happening there. Mm -hmm. But there's times where like my ther therapist will be like, oh, it sounds like your mother's here, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like, mm, yeah, maybe, you know, uh -huh. these these different things that show up. I feel like, and we could talk about this. I don't know when we need to get into this, but. <laughs> when do we need to get into it? Well, I'll just say right this. Right now. Right now. This thing that <laughs> is an interesting thing, and I actually don't know where. I, I have an issue where I'm like, I must solve where the origin is. And it's like, maybe <laughs> I don't need to know the origin, but I can work with what's present. Uh, but I also think it, it will happen as life goes on. I know. I think it will, too. <laughs> I just need to trust that. I just need to trust that. But I have a thing with time. Yeah. We've talked about right. this on yeah, the pod yeah. before. But even tonight. <laughs> and, and in real life. And in real life. <laughs> even tonight, it was like you were going to come over between 6.30 and 7. And normally you text me when you're on your way. And you didn't text me that you are on your way. And it was like 7.02. And I was like, okay, 7.02. I'm okay. Like I've worked through this, I'm, oh. I'm, but I'm having to do that. I'm like, it wow. still shows up no wow. matter what. And it's like, my therapist has never been late. And when that happens, that will be something to if? work through, you know, yeah. like that is something that I'm like punctuality. It's like uh, that, that will then arise of like, <laughs> I was so proud of myself for being here at seven. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> like, look, I was like, I even even had this thought too. I was like, I parked and it was like 658. And I was like, 
not close enough to the curb. And I was like, okay, I'm really right on time. And I could get back in my car. And I think I am because I am right here. So, yeah. And so it's so funny to be like 702. And I'm like, God, if I haven't freaking reparked my car. No, I know. <laughs> but right I'm, on time. No, but I'm okay. But <laughs> I, I think on more than anything, it was you normally text me. Yeah, right, right. And, and I, so. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. That was like a big giant wavy signal to me between six thirty and seven and i go okay it's gonna be seven <laughs> and i'm gonna be right in that sweet zone <laughs> no it's true but it's uh, yeah i don't know uh, it's fascinating like it is our close relationships that that kind of catch these things mm-hmm. like i don't feel as strongly around most other people and time. Right. But the closer it's like, relationships probably bring up transference even more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then there's something in me that's like, you can't, I must be on time or things go wrong when <laughs> someone's not on time. It's or so things funny like to that. think about too. Cause, Cause yeah, when you really think about it, it's like, it really has nothing to do with actually us. No, yeah, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It has everything <laughs> to do with this perceived sense of time and responsibility and not disappointing and all these things that are there. Right. I'm like a dad and a coach and a teacher. and Exactly. You're yeah. all those things. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. I think that's the first part. And we have an idea of when we come back, just to make it more fun, we're going to try to personalize it and talk a little bit about how transference may be showing up for us in our own personal lives. Yeah. We're trying to keep it short tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that sounds interesting, we're going to talk about our personal lives and how it shows up potentially for each other in our friendship. Yep. When we come back. Hey everybody, I hope you're enjoying this episode on transference. And this is just the call to action portion of this episode We want to give you a few suggestions or invitations on how you can support the podcast. The first, as always, is to write a rating and review on iTunes. That's our biggest request. It could really help bump us up in the algorithm. Uh, Also, honestly, it's really nice. We like reading those reviews. If you don't want to write a rating and review on iTunes and it feels too complicated, I suppose you could just send us an encouraging message in our Instagram DMs. (laughs) Uh, Also, you could post about this episode or other episodes that you've enjoyed on your social media platform. So whether it's TikTok or Snapchat or Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it is, that would be very, very helpful. You could purchase merch on our website. Uh, We've got some really cool merch that Mace Design. We We wear it all the time. It's super cool. Uh, So check that out. And the final and the grand finale is you could become a Patreon supporter. So, of course, we accept all levels of Patreon support. You could support us at the $10 level, $15 level, $50 level. But for just $3 a month, you can have access to our No Small Thing Discord, which is essentially just a really cool, long, rambly conversation with other interesting folks talking about these topics. Those are my suggestions slash invitations. Hopefully you consider it. Please, please, please. Prayer hands to all of you. Thank you for listening. And now let's get back to this episode on transference.
We're back, everybody. We're back. I don't know how it's already 42 minutes in because I'm like, have we even talked? Have we even explained transference? And I know we kind of have. But we did. Feels... We, we, we did it well enough. We have to move on. Yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Good enough description. Yeah. Um, and, and it's so funny because, yeah, I mean, when you're like, oh, it's going to be a 45 minute episode. I'm like, OK, we'll give it our best shot. No, we can't. No. <laughs> OK. Well, it's just too interesting. Once you get talking, it's too interesting. It truly That's why is. we do what we do. Um, okay, I'm curious. What, what we're saying, we're now entering the portion of portion, portion. Of personal portion. personal transferences. <laughs> Do you the have portion <laughs> of the personal the portion? <laughs> Do you have any that you want to share? Okay, about? I'll, I'll say this about my family. Yes, and it's funny because my parents recently were on a road trip and listening to several of our episodes, so I don't like want to talk trash about my parents. <laughs> um, so I'm not. I'm not. I mean, wh- what I will say about my parents and about my holding environment, which is, again, everybody, language that I've learned from Mace as they've been in grad school, like whatever container or situation or context raised you, essentially, mm-hmm. holding environment. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, as much as I could make some complaints and gripes mm-hmm. about my parents, I, I, I do think it was very trusting. I was very, I trusted a lot. Mm-hmm. I trusted my parents, trusted my parents, trust my parents. I, I didn't have an anxious home. Like I generally was just kind of walking around pretty bold and free and happy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have a secure attachment. Maybe. I think you maybe. do. I think, I think you do. And um, it, it, it's a strange thing because on the one hand, I would say maybe that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Well, well, let me just riff a little bit on this. Yes. Uh, I think one of the things, if you have a trusting holding environment and generally trusting transference, it makes you a little naive. That might be true. You know, or a little gullible. Hmm. I'm just walking around being like, everybody's nice. Nobody's out to get me. Nobody's trying to screw me over. Yeah. You have a lot of positive transferences happening. People like like aggressively and blatantly be mean to me. And I'm like, you didn't really mean that. You're nice. Deep down, you're nice. You know, like <laughs> um, you didn't really mean that. That's so interesting. <laughs> I can think that that person is like deep down very nice, but then I'm like, but the way the words you said to me, uh, right, mean I'm terrible. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting. I feel like my transferences make me slightly naive and not as cautious as I should be. Hmm. And and uh, it, there's pluses and minuses to both. I think some people are too cautious and. Um, but I generally am a trusting person. I think when it comes to Enneagram or I guess, you know, if, if we got too far into all the different possibilities for attachment, this would be too long of an episode. So for me personally, I'm choosing to just, yeah, we should do attachment styles as an episode. Mm -hmm. That'd be really fun. I'm too, I'm choosing for this little segment to just deal with my parents. Great. Love my parents, mom and dad. If you ever listen to this, which I don't think you will, but like, my dad had a bit of a temper and I'll say, I also have a bit of a temper. This isn't like a slam on my dad. And it's also how I experienced it. Yeah. I felt like my dad's temper was a little unpredictable. So to a certain extent, if I'm an Enneagram six, mm-hmm. it, whatever that was made me slightly vigilant, like in terms mm-hmm. of transference, mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm, a very vigilant person. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the room a lot and watching facial expressions and body language for any sign that something might be shifting. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the strange thing is, and maybe this is a real time thought, like in terms of my dad, even if he had like a outburst, which is again, I want to say everybody like he, he would like yell at me. Yeah. You know, it's not like anything out of control. It's like, you know, whatever. Oh, you didn't, you know, whatever. And, and so it's like a yell, but for me, it's like, Oh, ah, you know, a little scared. Um, ultimately I trusted Right. Like there wasn't like, oh, my dad is a evil person or he's always hurting me or something like that. So there there's still after even even that. But like but but being yelled at was enough to make me vigilant. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to be yelled at. Yeah. So I'm I'm watching mood shifts a lot. I'm watching facial expressions. And I do think there's some times in my life where I'm I'm just a little bit maybe slightly on edge that something's going to shift not in my favor very quickly without me realizing. So I have to be monitoring to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My mom, uh, my, whereas my dad might've been anger. My mom was sad. Mm-hmm. So not generally a sad person, gen, ge, generally a happy person, but could shift sad very quick. So, I'm also vigilant about that. Don't want people to shift sad. You have found (laughs) someone with this dynamic. You found someone that does this. That makes sense for why we're friends. Right. And and actually, you know, a transference thing was scenario was potentially happening before this episode. And even as I say that, I think there's something that even with you and me, and and maybe we don't want to go too quickly into us, but like, I felt I felt fairly incapable when my mom was getting sad. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe there's something, this is just pure speculation, uh, that, that, you know, you feel childlike when you're getting sad. Mm-hmm. But then I feel childlike because I'm like, now I'm just now back in that situation. How I, uh, yeah. How do, I, how do I comfort this person? I don't quite know how to do that. Yeah. Um, anyways, that, that's my parents. I don't know if you want to, I just chose to talk about my parents. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to, is there any more you want to share? Oh, I, I think, I think, I think the way you can go down this path of like talking about, um, I, I, I have other thoughts about you and me for sure that I'll get to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll save them. This was just my initial holding environment. Cause, cause you can talk about institutions and teachers and grandparents. Like yeah. I definitely have probably lots of transference from middle school and elementary school and high school and teachers and uh, you know, music instructors, which I felt like I was been writing a lot about my morning pages a lot lately because it's mm. so intimate. You're sitting there hmm. like I had a piano teacher for eight years and I had a jazz piano teacher. Then I had like band and choir teachers and I mm. felt like the environment they set up. And that's yeah. what I was writing about in my yeah. morning pages lately is like you're learning how to do art the right way. Yeah. You know, you're learning the right notes, the right chords, the right yeah. way to sing and even scatting and jazz choir in high school was like, I'm like looking back at it as an adult now, I'm like, that was bullshit. Like everybody's like talking about how to scat right. And scatting is like the the most pure form of self-expression. Yeah, no, it's like flow. And if anybody would have told me that, I would have been like much more comfortable. But I was like, right. I hate scatting. I'm like, I don't know how to do it. And you're like, mm. I wish somebody would be like, what do you mean you don't know how to do it? It's it's just whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, nobody told me that. <laughs> so I'm like, so I still get into this headspace of like the right way, the right way to write, the right way to dance, the right way to talk, the right way to be. It's like, no, just mm-hmm. be you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that's there. All <laughs> yeah. of that's right there. It's right present. there. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, well, I want to get into our dynamic, but I, should I share a few 
like I feel like some good examples because I, I I will not talk about my parents. Oh okay. Um, <laughs> I uh, fell for the trap. I talked about mine. <laughs> no, I think I think I'm like okay. I'm glad you did that, and I'll talk about other transferences <laughs> as examples and avoid that. That's a good boundary for you. Um, I, I I I like that choice for you tonight. No, I think it's a great <laughs> choice for me. Um, you know, I just had one in my head that is interesting, and I don't know what I'm like. Is this transference? It's got to be something. No, it totally is transference, actually. Okay, I can here think it of is. It. Uh, fear of strange men. Yeah. Big, A lot of strange men in the world. So this is very understandable. Big fear, vigilance. I mean, you said the word vigilance, and Public I'm like, vigilance. I can't see a person that is uh, a perceivably male walking down the street without assuming that they are going to stalk and get me dang and i think that transference comes from a dream and a few encounters as a young person yeah and media so alongside that that helps cultivate that image Mm. but it's like i know i'm like and then i'm going through this head process in my brain of like now that i know about things like transference i'm like okay this is a whole person you're throwing a lot onto this person and also despite knowing it, it's still very present. Mm-hmm. I think that's the thing to name also about transference is it's not like, oh my gosh, once you realize it's transference, it stops. It's like, no, it's just there <laughs> still entirely. But maybe you can slow down. Yes, I can slow down for sure. <laughs> maybe. But then, of course, I literally yesterday I saw someone like very close to me almost attack someone else, and I was like, I'm running now. Jeez, like, yeah bad transference or not transference bad situation i don't know why that one came to my mind this other one is the it's a better one to talk about actually i have two other ones to talk about i have a transference of and i don't know if this is the best language for it and this is more of a dynamic but it feels like a transference of getting and this has to do with young relationships both friends and family of kind of like a sadomasochist dynamic of like someone who is mean to me and puts me down and I take it and let myself get put down and have like a, a dynamic where I'm comfortable with that mm. in, in to a certain extent. Um, and I don't think that that's incredibly present these days, but I know it's there. Like I'm drawn to it. I'm drawn to someone that's going to put me down and I very quickly fall into a pattern of that. Um, it's like, it, it's it's what I know. It's how I know to be. It's like what, what feels like sometimes closeness is, is that kind of way of being. Um, so that's the transference that, that is, I can link it back to very early childhood relationships. And then I can like chronologically see patterns of going towards it and i i'm very aware that there's a part of me that's waiting for my therapist to to go into me and to like come at me and for me to be like yeah and let me fall into this masochistic thing Ooh, that that that's vulnerable (laughs) that's big i mean in a good way i mean that that that's heavy yeah yeah i kept it vague i kept it vague though you did you did (laughs) And it's all good. I'm just saying, I mean, I can just sense my heart hurts for that. 
Yeah. You know, my heart hurts for it too. Yeah. My heart hurts for it too. Um, it's, 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 there's this phrase of like, if you're hungry and there's a poison pie, you'll eat the poison pie, even if like, mm. if it's poison cause you're hungry. Um, and I think that that's a pattern that I know well. Yeah. Um, and a transference that I know well. And something that I like assume in people, like I'm, I'm kind of waiting. When's the shoe going to drop? And when are you going to come at me? Mm. Is what I'm thinking with people often. Um, and then when it does, I'm like, yeah, totally. Of course. Yes, I am terrible. You're right. And you're saying all these things without mentioning your parents. I am. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I don't think I I actually don't, this, that's transference doesn't feel related to my parents. Yeah, that's Um, fair. And my other one is with institutions. So like huge transferences with all kinds of institutions, but the church itself is a huge one that like for me has played lots of roles, but I had a situation recently that I think is helpful in terms of like describing how transference might work is it's, it's for those who have listened to the podcast, it's no secret. Scott and I used to work and be involved at a church that eventually kind of, I had an experience where I was invited into a meeting and was asked to sign a document that was uh, these tenants that were all kinds of things, but amongst them and what was like most explicitly like talked about in the space was this idea of like marriage is between a man and a woman and there's a man and a woman and had this kind of, Oh, it's so stupid. Had this, (laughs) sorry, had a very big evening where I showed up and was asked to sign this and in the evening kind of had a specific reaction in way I responded. Right. Where I responded. I have that in the context of transference before. Right. I responded. It felt very much like I needed to speak on behalf of people and I step up and I here I am and I have lots of thoughts and I'm passionate and was really hurt in the moment. And it was a very big, significant night for me. So that lays a track for me. And then... About two years later, I'm in a class and I'm surrounded by students and people and something is feeling similar. Mm. Something is feeling like, are they going to like this is being brought up again in a group context and someone's mentioning homosexuality and wondering around it. And if it's ethical, if you can love someone and also think that being queer is an issue and I got into a very similar way in that space. Same kind of language I'm using, same kind of speaking on behalf of others that I'm using, kind of instantly hit the rut of like, here it is. And feeling like this one student's wondering, I'm like, am I going to get kicked out of the school? You know, like, is that going to happen? All of a sudden, I'm like, am I going to get kicked out? I'm going to get kicked out. I need to say something. We're all, you know, I'm going to be asked to leave. It's like nothing about that class is saying you're going to get kicked out. Absolutely nothing about that. Students wondering. It is a space. It's not the most ideal thing, but it is nowhere near that situation at the church. And yet my response and my response for the next few weeks was as if, that same thing had happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I 
come to see, yeah, a lot of transference is happening. And it helped me to re-engage with that past trauma. But it's like, in the moment, I'm having this reaction and I'm not talking to that student there. I'm talking to the people at this old church, actually. And that's who I'm speaking to. And of course, I'm partially speaking to the space, but I'm also really speaking to people who aren't there. Yeah. Because that's that didn't get fully resolved. That feels like a transference. Those are those are big. Yeah, I feel like I, uh, yeah, I, I I feel like this the latter one is hopefully helpful in like seeing how like transference is still present like and you can still like they, it still can be created these days right you it's know it's not something from your childhood right so now exactly. we covered both exactly my childhood patterns right and your modern day <laughs> uh, issues <laughs> I don't know what to call my issues modern day problems <laughs> um how does it show up for us how does it show up for us? Speculation, everybody. We're, we don't actually know. No, and that's the thing. It's all fake. It's mm-hmm. all real and it's all fake at the same time. Um, how does it show up for us? I mean, I think you named it. There's mom transference for me. Did I say that? Well, you said it when you were talking about your mom slightly. and you Well, you didn't name it. You but said it. I said it. No, it's true. <laughs> of like, uh, I, I, I sense there being a lot of similarities between my mom or your mom and me. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of mom transference. I think there's a lot of artsiness. Mm-hmm. So I described my mom as artsy and that was part of our relationship. And then a lot of praise, mm-hmm. you know? So that's something that has just felt natural or like a natural transference of whatever that would be. I would say to add more to it that maybe you and I haven't really talked much about before, because we have talked about the mom transference before is a cool kid transference. Interesting. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? I think that was present in the first six months to a year of our relationship and still very much is oftentimes. Mm -hmm. And I think for me personally growing up, I don't, I don't two to see one. I would love to get a committee of middle school friends and hear what they actually have to say about me or high school friends. Because strangely, I found myself always being situated in a liked context. Like, I was very much liked. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, people wanted to be around me. People nominated for me for a lot of things. People wanted to raise me up mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But I never felt like a cool kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there, I had a perception of cool kids going back to like first grade, you know? Uh, and I don't quite know how I would describe a cool kid. Um, I, and again, this is like real time processing, but especially once I got to like middle school, high school and college to a certain extent, it felt like people that were able to forego some of the like perceived social norms, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so like your whole look and vibe and taste and all that is like somebody that does that. Like I've always liked to play it very safe. Like, yeah. And yeah. you curate. Yeah. So, so to a certain extent, it's like I have, I have my clothes and my style and we've done fashion episodes and stuff have always been just enough to remain relevant or part of the 
part of society Mm -hmm. without standing out too much. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely not really trying to curate something that's unique to me yeah, or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've talked about the first time you and I had coffee, I was intimidated, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know? So I think there was a yeah, transference that, of that like, cool kid I'm with a cool there. kid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with totally. somebody that's like gone beyond, you know, <laughs> I'm here representing the normies. I'm just a nice, normal person. Hi, not really offering much beyond that. I offer niceness and kindness and listening ear and, <laughs> And I'm like, but I don't know what Mace is all about, you know? <laughs> oh, I, neither does Mace. <laughs> so I, I think that transference is still at play sometimes. I think sometimes there have been moments where I've felt betrayed. Hmm. And that's not to, that's not to make it like uh, too big tonight. But no, like, no. I mean, we, we laugh. I think it's all the times we've laughed about, but like our snacks episode. Yeah, it was a it was a bizarre night for us, you guys, because like totally I was. felt like I was in the s- epicenter of cool kids. Yeah. And they were all turning on me. And I felt that all the time growing up. Yeah. I always felt like. The cool kids would invite me in and they'd be like, oh, Scott's here, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. like the cool kids for me and this is heavy quotes. Mm-hmm. were always a little too mean or aggressive or comfortable or loose mm-hmm. so that. I mean, now this is like layers of transference because now isn't my parents too? I was like, cool right, kids. right. But like, um, it could turn really quick, quickly into cruelty or meanness. And I was just like, I'm not here for this. And I was confident enough to be like, not going along. I would very much usually just remove myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, there was a night where it's like six of us in the house or something and it was like a vibe and I felt slightly ganged up on and I was like, oh gosh, I'm... I'm being I'm being rejected by the cool kids right now. No, that helps that helps create more understanding around why something like a random night might go awry. Like you yeah. were saying earlier in this sense of like pay attention to where the flare ups happen. Yeah. Of like that was a flare up night. And yeah. it's like, yeah, that 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 was I can see how that especially would with that kind of younger sense create that, you know? Yeah, and the crazy thing is is that, you know, we post about no small thing on our Instagram and I think sometimes we are trying to post weird pictures or silly pictures. I mean, compared to people like, I don't know, we watch other people that post really interesting, provocative, cool, heavy quotes things. But I've, I've had people tell me to my face, oh, I'm intimidated by you and Mace. You're like the cool kids. And I'm like, intimidated? Like, I'm like, what? I'm like, we're the, like the nerdiest, weirdest, <laughs> like most insecure, strange, neurotic. Like, what are you talking about? Like, please don't, d- please don't think I we're the cool kids. I just open air admitted yeah. that I have a sadomasochistic yeah. archetype yeah. structure in me. We're <laughs> not the cool kids. <laughs> but I mean, that is an interesting archetype, right? A cool kid. Yeah, cool no, kids, totally. You know, it totally like, is. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's super interesting. Hmm. So I think those are two things that are going on in my mind as I experience you as my mom, for sure, because Mm -hmm. of these things that I've mentioned. But like. Well, yeah. And your mom and I, you had talk time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Which is like a a special time that you guys would have where you would kind of talk about whatever you wanted. And. Well, it was talk time. Everybody, that was like my mom and me talking at night, which was really wholesome and sweet. Right. Kind of winding down the night. Yeah. And I, I settled down by talking. Right. Which is kind of my personality. But like also my mom and I in the sophomore, junior, senior years 
would have just a lot of conflict that conflict, meaning we, our conflict <laughs> took the form of a three hour debate. Right. Right. And that's something you and I kind of do too. No, totally. And I think this is actually true for both of us. And like in terms of my own transformances, my dad and I would have a similar thing. Of right. Like, we would be super fine and comfortable to go at it to figure something out. And also we're like, we're fine yeah. to do this. You yeah, know, maybe and that's the sweet thing about the the healthy other side of the coin of transference. Yeah. It's like, this is, I actually need to be people in my life that are willing to replicate these experiences with me. No, I think that's the thing. It's transference isn't a problem. Like, right, right, right. right. Such a good clarity. We're not making it a bad thing. No, transference is a, I mean, Good point. It's not, not a problem. And I mean, I will go on to say that in terms of like a therapeutic space, it needs to happen. It needs to happen. Yeah. Like transference is, it is happening, but like it, that's exactly what gets attuned to and, mm-hmm. and it's okay. And it makes sense. And it's, it's not a problem. And, and also I was listening to this podcast and I was saying, it's like you go and find people that have, you know, similar dynamics because you have something that you still need to work through and that's okay. Like here we are, we get to get to have that. And both of us kind of get to satisfy whatever talk time or processing, whatever that is happening for us. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be like, I, I think it's this thing of like, we can both hold that I am mace and that there is moments where I am, Mace mixed with the transference of your mom or right, mixed right. with the transference of something else. Yeah. Um, totally. Totally. Um, should I share what my transferences are? Only if you'd like. Let's think. I mean, I think I said it. There's obviously like a dad transference energy, kind of. I think I think it's there in I think, okay, I have I have a few thoughts. <laughs> Cause I think there is the transference of like, there's no getting around. There's pastor transference mm. with you. Like I first, the first context I met you in was seeing you from a distance as a pastor. Right. So I have like Jorge Luna and Chris Etuff in my mind who are like even know these people. two people. No, exactly. These are like my youth pastors yeah. that were interesting and actually the more I think about that's really fun funny to think about because Jorge was just sweet and tender and caring which you are and Chris was provocative and we could talk forever about all kinds of random things and I do think that that's interesting for me to imagine they were both of my youth pastors and then you kind of were mine you were never my youth pastor but I think that that is present Mm -hmm. like there's no getting around that that's a transference thing happening here. Um, But then I think, I I don't think that there's very much sibling transference, although I think there probably is a little bit. I think there's always a transference of, is someone going to leave me? Mm -hmm. And I think (laughs) you get that um, in a lot of ways. And I think that comes with like my anxious attachment style probably. Um, that that gets transferred onto you. But I think there's an interesting thing of us two of like, we consider ourselves teammates and bandmates and we do this project together and a lot of team transference arises between the two of us when it's like, it's about, it's a like, I, I, have 
there's no getting around that, especially now that we've, we are friends at very much the heart, but we're friends who do a project together and have kind of like this, this joint shared mission, both in the podcast, but also all kinds of other things that we do. And there's no getting around the fact that a team transference comes in of like, be the right kind of teammate, be these kinds of things. How are you like, like expectations, like being there for you, like these kinds of, and, and it's interesting because I'm like naming things of like by the dynamic, by the relationship, it then becomes on me to mm-hmm. have to be a certain kind of thing mm-hmm. because that transference is there. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like that's a very strong one. Um, but then I think, I think there is definitely a lot of dad transference of like, um, and I think we play into it now. Like, I think that's something that we've, like, leaned into of, like, a little bit playing into it. But, like, this, I think I get, like, I think I I throw stability onto you. Mm. And, like, uh, a sense of, um, like, I think stability is probably the best word. Um, there's, like, a transference of... Uh, well, it's kind of, okay, it's both stability and you'll be there for me. And then also I really hope to get, I really hope that you are proud of me. <laughs> oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> like I, 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 I hope to, to do well mm. by you, which mm. is an interesting thing that makes sense in terms of my own transferences of like, I I want to be my best for you. Mm. And that that shows up for sure in our relationship that I think is related to early dynamics. Mm. Isn't it interesting how the the transferences don't fit at all? You know? Like I'm you're seeing me as a dad figure, I'm seeing you as a cool kid. These two things don't merge very well or mesh very well what do you mean it just shows how like our transferences just totally miss each other yeah like they're not a good necessarily good or natural fit yeah you know it's like we can make them fit i mean obviously we have a great friendship so it is a good fit but like like whatever the raw material and things that we can't even identify right um are working but uh yeah it's like you're like dad and i'm like cool kid you know i'm not i'm not out here looking for a daughter yeah but you're also like mom (laughs) yeah yeah no no for sure but even those aren't very compatible right no it's true yeah but i I mean i could see how some in some sort of weird not weird but like it seems like a fairly normal dimension is like a natural transference might be uh well hmm i don't know i actually don't know what i'm talking about all of a sudden but like yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder about like very uh, simpatico. Like, what, what's the word? Like, uh, I don't know. Transferences that fit really well. Oh, interesting. Whatever. I, I mean, honestly, whatever for whatever that is worth, it does seem our transferences fit well because we're good friends. But like, right? No, I mean, I, I guess I could say like I had. I feel like I have a transference, counter transference, whatever, with some a person at my school that is like she has queer kids mm-hmm. and I'm for sure. Oh, right. Mom energy. 
So it's like there is something there that's like maybe a symbiotic. Is that the word you're looking for? Transference? Symbiotic. Thank you. Like, like both of our transferences kind of. Yeah. Align. Yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. I think there's, I think in terms of like the, I do think there's been some motherly transference, but I think, I think there's an energy that fuels like my interaction with you that has a little bit more to do with something else. You know, there's, there's a safety element and a familiarity for sure. But I think there's always been something of like, like if, if, if maybe I am hanging out with a cool kid, that's pretty cool. And I have a podcast and you know, like, yeah, that's a interesting thing. And maybe I found a safe, cool kid. You know, like all the other ones seem so dangerous, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and and honestly, you you, you lean into that because of the way you present. And, and, and I think there is like some like obviously like queer energy you're trying to put out into the universe. You know, like yes. You're trying to let people know like, hey, yeah, signaling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but also for if for my brain, there's something that is actually more probably having to do with, quote unquote, cool than queer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, like dyed hair piercings you know (laughs) just the clothes you wear it's just like yeah that's just it it's just like i mean it sounds so cheesy to admit it i don't think it's cheesy it feels cheesy no i don't think it's you know or corny or something like that but like i i have to just for the sake of the pod be honest yeah yeah that's interesting i you know i imagine actually when i named that earlier dynamic of whatever's like I, I don't love just going so heavy on sadomasochism. I'm like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to write that narrative for mm-hmm. myself. But I will say that I do think that there is, there, I think between the two of us, generally I feel like we're very autonomous and I feel like you respect me and give me, there isn't this sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm older and have more power over you. And yet. And yet. I am aware that there is some transference thing happening Mm. of you being older and you being male. Mm. Like, I think both of those are factors that make it always a little hard for me to know how to not like I have like for like my way of getting power back is going small. Ah, dang. That's a huge revelation, I think. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about it quite a bit lately, but I think, yeah, I think naming it just now was kind of like right on the money. Yeah. Of like, so that that might be happening, and so sometimes I go small, and that's because there's probably all these other transferences of times where that was the only thing that could work. Right, right. was going small. I uh, It makes me so sad. <laughs> going small yeah to a certain extent i'd love to see you go big but i'm also a little scared i'm like oh don't go big don't go big <laughs> just be just be your size maybe maybe just be your size right nice. right that's a great that's way of exactly it. what i need to be is just yeah. who i am the power don't that go i small have small or big just just, just go. be who i am <laughs> that's a great um that's great yeah no i mean it's 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 i want to name it's like it's light for me it's right. not like it's not like dominating, but it's there. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, present. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then alongside that, there is like a lot of, yeah, I think safety is a big transference mm. with you. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how that sits with you, but I think it's strong. I'm offended. <laughs> how would that sit with you? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't want to feel safe. Of course I want to feel safe. That's uh, like my, that would be like my number one goal in life. And to be a good listener. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 And then I think there is this other thing of transference onto podcast listeners or how the pod is. And like both you and I show up differently with concerns of what people are going to think of the podcast. Right. Right. And that itself shows a lot of transference. Yeah. I mean, if we talk about transference and we think about my mom and your dad, Mm -hmm. like my mom loves everything I do and has always only ever loved everything. Right. So I'm sitting here being like, bop, bop, bop. I'm a podcaster. Boop, boop, boop. And I'm like, everybody's going to love this. Right. And you're like, Oh, uh Oh, I'm like, (laughs) what is this person going to think? What's this person going to think? Or am I wrong here? What's going to happen here? Is someone going to misinterpret it and think I've done something wrong? Am I going to harm someone with this podcast, with these words? (laughs) Like all of these things come up around a perceived audience. And it does just show it's like, well, transference is a foot there because it's like, you don't even know and it doesn't even matter. But I have this sense that I've hurt someone by making this podcast. Uh, It's like, what's going on there that I feel like I... I guess you're not talking about your parents specifically tonight, but that's also interesting. (laughs) I'm not. Nope. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. I think I I feel like we've, we've done enough for tonight. If you stayed this long, hopefully that was fun for you. <laughs> Something. We I expose feel our hearts and minds. We're putting it all on the line for you guys. We did. I feel like <laughs> we've. I've thought about this so much, and this is just like always going to feel a little unsatisfying. And I feel like it took us a while to get in the groove of. We're this. talking about scapegoating in five weeks, and yeah. that's like that's like in a way transference part two. No, it totally yeah. is. No, it a hundred. And maybe we is. can go even harder on that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We got to go hard hard. (laughs) two and a half hours (laughs) instead of an hour and a half, even though we promised 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I hope that this is slightly helpful. I suggest maybe I'll put it in Instagram. There's a lot of other podcasts out there that talk about transference that have been really helpful for me and it's fun. Um, And yeah, hope that this was cool. Dear listeners, thank you for listening to no small thing. And listen, this this all goes under the same category of when we talk about snacks or we interview a Sean Crawley or we talk about embarrassment or or we talk about uh, Bjork. 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 Uh, we're trying to be curious. And this is something that has caught our curiosity. And, and so hopefully it's just all in that spirit. Yes. We're, we're yes, learning. Yes. We don't know. We know a little. We're not small. We're not big. We're regular. We're human size. We're human size. We're humans. We're not, we're not, we're not we're gods. Not God. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll yeah. be back with a topic that probably will even be more playful and silly than this because we're kind of due for a silly topic. Yeah, we are. We, yeah, we are. We, we, we're asking for some tips on our Instagram of what topics we should cover. We've heard cereal. I think style. Style is another good one. We've it's been saw a while. part three. I have some thoughts about that for sure so stay tuned everybody hopefully we'll see you next week see ya